we've got WrestleMania predictions and more on this next episode of Breaking Ring Rust. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Ring Rust, a pro wrestling podcast by Jeek Nation. I am your host, Rocky Mr. Magic, and I am excited to bring you today's episode, episode one of season three. Joining me is my tag team partner, The Cold Heart. Jake T. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing, my friend? So glad to have you back. Better than I deserve. Better than I deserve. All right. Well, folks, we want to first, before we get into the show, we want to thank everyone that has continued to listen to past episodes of Breaking Ring Rust. Uh, some special love to my man, Tony T of the Nerd of Guy cast, who has mentioned our show on multiple occasions. Um, and as we continue next, I'm going to ask you listeners to do us a favor. Uh, I'm going to ask you to go to podchaser.com. That's podchaser.com. And leave a review of Breaking Ring Rust. See, for every review left on a podcast on Podchaser in April of 2021, they're going to donate 25 cents per review to Meals on Wheels. And then they'll double that for every review a podcaster replies to. So we are going to make sure we have an effort in replying to reviews. If you give us the benefit of your feedback on of our show, and that way we can help others and you can help us help others. Um, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen. Um, and we appreciate you taking the time to leave us a review so we can be better at what we do and continue to make dope content for you all to listen to. Fair enough. All right. So let's, let's jump into these quick hits. There's a couple that are a little older. And so some of you listeners have heard this news. Um, this is just here because these are some things that I wanted to talk to the cold heart about. And I, it's like, you know what? Age doesn't matter. These things are pretty cool. So starting off with a, a 90s heartthrob, uh, Danielle Fisher, a.k.a. Topanga, stated that she would like to be a manager, possibly in AEW. JT, what, what are your thoughts on Topanga potentially managing? Well, as long as she doesn't make Girl Meets World again, then I'm in favor of anything she does. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm a big Daniel Fisher fan. I was a huge Boy Meets World fan. The reboot was awful. Um, but I think if she's going to be a manager, then she's probably better off in WWE than AEW for a couple reasons. One, you know, she's a star and that's where the stars go. And two, 
being an actress, she's used to working with scripts and then being in a scripted environment. And WWE is a more heavily scripted environment than AEW is. That's very true. Um, AEW is not as scripted. It's definitely more freelance. Um, I'll be interested to know what if she would feel more comfortable um, herself on the improv tip than the, the scripted tip. But either way, she'd probably be extremely comfortable you know, in, in that role. Um, my concern would be as a manager, managers are generally boosting up the wrestler. And like you said, she's a star. So she's going to outshine pretty much any wrestler that you put her with. Right. I mean, you can't put her with pockets, you know, I mean, and have her manage him. That just wouldn't work. Pockets is orange Cassidy, y'all, in case you didn't catch on to that. Mm. Cool. All right. Uh, well, next one, I want to shout out to indie promoter Danny Cage for stopping his show uh, that took place mid-March to address a racist chant he heard uh, during the show. If you haven't seen that, uh, Danny got in the ring, stopped the show, got in the ring, uh, got on the mic, and told them to, quote, unquote, um, to cut it out, and that he wasn't going to let it fly. And then he proceeded to give his IRL cell phone number and challenged the racist chanter to text him so they could, quote, unquote, sort that ish out. Well, I mean, I think there needs to be more of that. I mean, it's been a while since... That was prominent. I've been going back and watching some older wrestling. And uh, the things that used to be allowed, especially in regards to race, uh, would never fly today and shouldn't fly today. You know, probably shouldn't have flown then, you know. Um, right. As much as I love Bobby Heenan, pretty much everything he said when Tito Santana was in the ring uh, would not be allowed today. Correct. You know, and, you know, even, uh, you know, some of the things said about Virgil. Obviously, I've been watching some 1991 WWF. Right. <laughs> I'm surprised that's still on the, the network with the move to Peacock and people complaining it, about them. Last time out. I checked, the network was still up. Peacock doesn't have that much, so I'm hanging on the network as long as I can. But I recently rewatched uh, Survivor Series '91 and this Tuesday in Texas '91, and that was some entertaining stuff from my teenage years. Indeed. Well, next quick hit here: uh, Ashley Flair, best known as Charlotte Flair, has been pegged to star in a remake remake of Walking Tall. Is she going to play the Rock's role, or is she just a supporting character? From what I understand, she is supposed to be the star, so she would be playing the Rock's role. Shows our age, because we're not talking about who was it. Charles Bronson was in the original? I believe Bronson played the original version of Buford, whatever his last name was. Husser? Something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'll be honest. I've never seen any of them because I'm just not that much into action movies. Uh, so uh, it's uh, it, for me, 
you know, I, I think it's great that they that she's getting the opportunity. I always kind of like it when they do a reboot and do a female cast except for Ghostbusters. You know, so uh, I think it'll be interesting to see. My my only concern is simply that Walking Tall is based off of a true story, and they stretched it enough. Having... It's tr- it's a true story in air quotes. Right, you know, it's it's based off of what be- it. I mean, it's got from what I understand, it's got more credibility than the say, you know, based off a true story. Air quotes like Bloodsport was based. Yeah, that's off what I was going to say. Was Bloodsport? <laughs> well, Bloodsport turned out to be an, a lie in its entirety. So right, so still, still a great movie. I say I don't like action movies, and I'm like Bloodsport's a great movie, you know. But you know, that's because that, Bloodsport is a great movie. Yeah, you're allowed to say that. Yeah, it's okay. I, I like martial arts movies, so you know. I mean, yeah, yeah that's a different category than action. Yeah. Um, so I mean, uh, you know, the uh, you know the highly possible true story. You know, people complain because you no, know, The Rock being black and Samoan, playing this country boy, um, who clearly was not black in the remake, and now you've got it uh, as a, as a woman in this remake remake. Um. You know, for for me, if it's really historically true, then I, you know, I'm not I'm not big on race and gender swapping on on historical films. But well, that, that's I would like, like I... to see her have a a shot, you know, at a leading role because, um, you know, she's been dipping her toe in that. She and your girl Bliss were in the Punky Brewster, uh, show recently, which I'm looking forward to watching on on Peacock. I haven't gotten to that yet, but I'm looking forward to watching. If you if you want to see Alexa Bliss and Charlotte Flair act, put that Punky Brewster in your in your queue on Peacock and check it out. Well, Punky Brewster was one of my favorite shows as a kid, so I'm looking forward to. I mean, I was right in the wheelhouse. I'm the same age, I believe, as Soleil Moon Fry, and so when Punky Brewster came out, that was, you know, my show. Yes, Punky Brewster was dope. My right, last quick hit: um, WWE. On Monday, and Jade and uh, Cold Hard texted me during Raw when the WWE ended the Hurt Business by having the Hurt Business implode. Well, they didn't end the Hurt Business; they broke up. They broke up most of most of the Hurt Business. They split up half the the Hurt Business by unceremoniously kicking out Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Um, To which the internet responded in mostly. Uh, disappointment and sadness and confusion um, to even where um, one of my not favorite wrestlers, Batista was like, what are y'all doing? Um, this was the best thing on raw. Um, I suggested to the cohort that it, I'm hoping that it's a swerve. And it's a swerve, bro. It's a, it's it's a, a swerve. swerve. Bro. It's a swerve, bro. No, it's, I don't think it's a swerve, but I think it's a mistake. I mean, they built months where they were teasing that, you know, they were going to kick Cedric out. And that I could have seen. But now there's no payoff to that because it's like Shelton's forgotten about all the time Cedric cut him off in matches. And it's just like, oh, no, we're buddies now and we're being both being wronged. Um, and whenever, whenever you build something for an extended period of time and don't pay it off, um, unless it's just something that's horrible, which that wasn't like um retribution 
No, I mean like um, GTV. Like they never paid off GTV. The True, GTV yeah. was t- terrible. Right. You know. So like to me, like I don't sit up at night and go, "Oh, where where's the payoff to that?" But there have been things in wrestling they never paid off, and I think are real disappointments. I think um, probably two that stand out most to fans is who raised this briefcase at King in the Ring. 2000 uh no excuse me 1999 yes and uh who drove the hummer in wcw Mm, i forgot about the hummer yeah well i I completely agree it's a huge mistake um people were saying not only were they the best thing on raw but um booker t on his podcast and i don't co-sign with about half of things that Booker T says lately, but even uh, but Booker and his his co-host said that the Hurt Business was the best faction in, in wrestling period, um, and to to end it like that, to break it up, just did not make sense. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I'll agree with half of that. I'll say they were the best faction in wrestling, not that there's a lot of factions in wrestling right now, um, but I'll say they were the best faction um, I don't know that they were the best thing on Raw. I mean, you do have Bad Bunny after all. <laughs> oh my God, the only Bad Bunny. Unfortunately, yeah. we're going to have to bring him up later uh, as we hey, continue. Hey, that man won won a Grammy for mumbling. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of artists right now that uh, us us older people are like, huh? You know, that's a uh, Bad Bunny is unfortunately one of them. I mean, it was cool that he took the belt on Saturday Night Live. I'm not going to dispute that. That was cool. I'm kind of surprised he still have has the belt for so long. I mean, obviously there he doesn't have the belt anymore. Oh, did I miss him switching it? Um, yeah, he just gave. Uh, so Truth came up to him and gave him a replica Steve Austin belt. And like a couple other things, and Bad Bunny was like, "Here, this means more to you than it does to me." And he gave him the twenty-four-seven belt back. I see. I thought it was better when they put it on Doug Flutie for you know the five minutes they put it on Doug Flutie. Well, let's not forget the greatest twenty-four-seven of all champ- champion of all time, Gronk. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Wow, yeah. Gronk just looks worse every time he gets involved. Well, I mean, I I think that that seventh Super Bowl ring comforts him. So, yeah, I'm I'm sure that that amongst you know the his salary. Yeah. Well, that I, is going to be it for our our quick hits, and we were actually quick this time. Generally, we're much longer. Hey, we're um, breaking off our ring rust. Exactly, we're getting back into the flow. Um, so as you. Uh, continue to engage with us on our quick hits and general topics, feel free to join the Jeek Nation Facebook community. On Facebook, you can just search for Jeek Nation community. Hit join and join in on the conversation. Oh, and I'm also the admin for Wrestling's Glory Days on Facebook, where we talk about everything up until 2001. Or the end of 2001. It's a great place to relive the glory days before the end started. 
ruthless aggression, PG, and whatever we have today. Although I did write an article that broke that, but it was, but it, but when you see what the article was about, it makes sense. I think I sent it to you. It was about the Flair retirement match. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, the HBK last run that that's an exception. That, that part was great. Yeah. So the main topic of this episode is going to be the fact that we are just days away from WrestleMania. So we're going to give predictions for WrestleMania's nights one and two, starting with night one. And we're going to start with Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Got to go with Cesaro on this. since He's rumored to be facing Roman after WrestleMania. He's got to get the rub and got to get the push. So I say Cesaro goes over. It's not going to hurt Seth to lose, but it would hurt Cesaro to lose. I can't disagree with you on that. I I just have I just have the sneaking suspicion that Cesaro doesn't go over um, because I don't. It's been so long. I don't think Vince really views Cesaro as uh, a, a title contender. Um, I mean, it's in my opinion that, uh, you know, Claudio should have had, you know, a couple reigns by now, um, at least, you know, one of Seamus's reigns, if, if not another, you know, reign of someone else's that could have been Cesaro's. Um, I'll put it this way. Every reign Seamus had since Cesaro came out should have been Cesaro's. That's all but the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first two. But Maybe yeah. the first two. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I agree. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I don't dislike Seamus, but I don't think he should have been champ more than twice, maybe three times max. Um, I, I, I agree. Cesaro definitely should have gotten some love in there. Um, so you say, you say uh, Cesaro goes over. I, I'm saying Rollins goes over. Okay. All right. Next match, since we mentioned him, Bad Bunny versus The Miz. Well, you know they didn't bring in Bad Bunny and pay him all that money just to have Miz beat him. So, and Miz is their whipping boy. So, yeah, Miz is there because uh, apparently he'll he'll just lay down. You know, they had him lay down for Shane all those times. They're like, hey, let's have him lay down for a reggaeton pop star, calypso tone pop star. But he, for for me, I mean. Miz isn't meant to be taken seriously anymore, even though he just had the title. I mean, everyone knows it's obvious, you know, if Drew hadn't just been through Elimination Chamber and hadn't been attacked by Bobby Lashley, that Miz never gets it. I mean, just a few weeks prior to that, Miz lost a Grand Metal Elite clean on TV. Yeah, somehow. So you're not supposed to take Miz seriously anymore. Which is a shame because I think he's an underrated worker and I think he's done a lot for the company as far as being a brand ambassador. I, I agree. And um, I've never made it hidden my thoughts. I almost on, choked on just now. You agreed with me about Miz. Which is a shock. Yes, yeah. because um, I don't like Miz. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Cleveland or people from Cleveland. Um, but I respect Miz. I respect the time he's put in. I respect the work he's done. And I completely give Miz a hundred percent credit for reestablishing the, um, 
that's the best word, uh, for reestablishing the dignity of the Intercontinental Championship. And I think I think that's some of his greatest work. Um, he he cuts a heck of a promo. And, Correct. And, you know, and that talking smack promo to me is one of the greatest of all times. Um, and to me, I, even though I don't want to see Miz as champion, um, he I thought even I mean I loved watching Bobby take it from him, but I want I personally thought Miz should have had you know, a couple months or at least, you know, held it on to until mania. Um, and then whether it was Bobby or whether it was uh, Drew or someone else to take it from him, um, you know, he, in my opinion, he deserved more than two weeks, but that's, yeah. you know, eight and days. I don't even like the guy. Yeah. He deserved more than eight days. And that was, I mean, here's the thing, like I've liked Mike Mizanin since, you know, uh, real world New York too. And, you know, always thought he was, you know, a, a, a fun character. The, Mike Mazan in the person is a fun character. And he and he brings that out in, in the Miz character. Um, I do think he should get a couple more icy title reigns because right now uh, Jericho holds that record. As much as I like Jericho, we know WWE doesn't like the competition holding their records. So... Uh, you know, Miz is the closest. So, uh, if after he loses to Bad Bunny, slide him in, uh, get him the icy title back somehow, uh, for maybe a couple reigns, and then let him go off to an acting career. I mean, the guy looks like a movie star. I mean, I know the guys who are listening to our podcast here are probably gonna go, What are you talking about? But you ask any woman, you know, about the Miz, and they'll say, That guy looks like a movie star. Really? Because I've never heard a woman say that. I've heard so many women say that. Um, I, I I know women who, you know, watch Miz and Mrs. but don't watch wrestling, and they say, "Oh, oh, Mike, he's hot." Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that you don't say. I just. I've personally. I, I I've never seen any women spoon over over the Miz, but interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, here's two men women are not swooning, swooning over in the steel cage match. Um, we have Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. It's Shane McMahon. Yes, Shane O'Mac in his, you know, annual mania match, apparently. Yeah, this is, this is just, uh Stupid? You can yeah. say stupid. yeah. Well, I was going to say abortion, but yeah, stupid works too. Um, I mean, because in, in the, the whole thing started with Shane being the good guy, company leader, and, you know, saying, hey, Braun, you can't do all this stuff. To where all of a sudden, and Braun was the angry heel who was trying to use his size and his force to get his way. And then for no apparent reason, Braun is a baby face and Shane's making fun of him like a schoolyard bully. And it's just stupid. It's stupid. Braun goes over, by the way, that's, I don't think that's in question, but it's stupid. It it is entirely stupid. Um, The way they started it. um... It's stupider than, buh, 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 Braun. 
Yeah. I, I, you know, and if they were going to, I mean, I, and I, I, I've been turning it off. So I can't even talk about how they, they're setting it up anymore because I stopped watching it. Uh, Cause I, I was thinking they're going to go into like what the uh, street profits and the Viking experience were doing. And they're going to start like having contests and like, they're going to have a reading contest or they're going to go Billy Madison style and like, you know, have a you know an academic decathlon or something well see there's your mistake you're thinking of something that might actually be entertaining yeah that's true and you know they're giving us i mean here's the thing there's been all these rumors that vince was like rebooting the wrestlemania card but i'm like what did you originally have planned because i think some of it had to be better than what we got left with even though it is WrestleMania season, it's our third season, it's spring season, it's baseball season, it's, you know, this is, I don't know, it could have come up with something better. Unfortunately, this part is the hay fever part of the season. That's why I took my nose sprays before I got on. Next match, uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship, the New Day defending versus AJ Styles and Omos. Um, as much of a New Day fan as I am, and you know I'm a huge New Day fan, um, I think AJ and Omos win this one. Um, even though I'm a huge AJ Styles fan too, but I just don't have any feelings about Omos either way. I haven't seen him in the ring, so I don't have any real feelings about him. But um, I, he's a big guy, and that's what yeah, Vince big, big doesn't describe. That man is right. massive, right? And, uh, you know, he's seven foot three legitimately, I believe. Yes. He's legit seven, three. If you're not familiar with Mr. Omos, uh, was a collegiate, uh, basketball, uh, center for, I believe the university of central Florida. He is a legitimate, not a WWE seven, three, not even an NBA lying about the height seven, three. He is a legit seven, three. Yeah. It, I mean, he's, he's huge. I mean, I've stood side by side with AJ Styles. AJ Styles and I are the same height, and this guy doesn't even make him look like a grown man. So no, he, he looks like a bearded child. Yeah. So, so you, I, 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 I agree. Um, I, my I just, thought is that AJ Nomas win this because they they, they need to build Nomas if they're going to make him into anything, and. Um, you know, I don't think the tag this. I don't think this tag title reign um, is doing anything for New Day. Um, I, I I don't think. I mean, they could have had AJ Nomas take it off of her business. I mean, they could have had her business feud with them. I don't see why they would not do that. But I believe they're using the New Day as a transitional champion for them, and I think they want to give AJ his um, you know, his uh, his Grand Slam title there. Yeah, I think it's. You know, maybe fourfold. They want to give AJ his Grand Slam title. Uh, they want to get. Uh, I think they probably wanted to have them taken off of baby faces rather than heels. Um, Makes sense. I think they uh, because heel versus heel, who really cares? Unless it's a hot feud, um, right? And that, that's rare. Um, I think they want to add title reigns to New Day just to make them that much more secure in the record books. Um, 
there was another point I was going to make, but I can't remember what it was. But I, yeah, they're using them as I think as transitional champions, but I think it's you know part of it is to pad it, and I I, I don't think it. I think it, excuse me, I think it was good for them to come back and get their win back over the Hurt business and, and kind of blow that off because they did have like a mini feud with them at one point. Right. Uh, but I think that, um, you know, I, I, so I think that I disagree with you. I think the title reign was necessary for a couple of reasons. Um, I don't think in the long run people will go, oh, you remember when New Day had the belts for a month? And that's going to really enhance their their careers. But uh, I, I do think, except for just giving them that extra title ring. Uh, but I, I think there was a purpose for it. Gotcha. Okay. And next we've got the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks defending against Bianca Belair. You know, Here's something longtime listeners will be shocked by, and that's that I've changed a lot of my feelings on Sasha Banks. Um, Stop the presses. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I still don't think she's great in ring, uh, but after listening to her on Steve Austin's uh, podcast uh, and knowing how much she loves the business, that makes me appreciate her a little bit more. Uh, also, she's on this run. I think she's improved in ring and on the mic. Uh, haven't seen her make any major botches lately. Um, she hits all of her moves fairly cleanly nowadays. Um, her promos have gotten better. Um, you know, so I've um, I haven't gone out and bought a Sasha Banks shirt, but I, I'll say my opinion on her has softened history ladies and gentlemen just witnessed history um, yeah mike matthews and i've been having ongoing hey mike have been having ongoing conversations about that oh well, okay because uh our our mutual friend mike he is a big sasha banks fan big uh, I, yeah. I, I i personally believe he overhypes a sasha as a lot of people do but well um, you know that's how mike uh, and i met was i posted something in the group uh, yes, and he bashing. was put to rush to defend Sasha yeah. Banks. And we actually got into it on Messenger, you know, where I basically, uh, if I recall correctly, and if I'm wrong, Mike can correct me on this, but where I basically said, like, hey, dude, you're a little too uh, amped up about this, you know, and he was like, oh, I'm, it's just my personality, you know, type thing. But yeah, um, I mean, I'm. I, I, I've softened my opinion on her. Like I said, I don't have a Sasha Banks shirt, but, you know. Uh, no, that that's, 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 hey, you know, when old men like us change uh, our stances on things, it's a sign of uh, of growth. Or, you know, hey, you appreciate her work. You appreciate her passion for the business, and there's zero wrong with that. Come on. Yeah. I mean, this is a historic episode. I, I agreed with you on The Miz, and you softened your position on Sasha Banks, like, <laughs> wow. All right, main event for night one, Bobby Lashley, the WWE champion, the almighty defending against former champion Drew McIntyre. Um, 
normally I I go and wait, get... wait wait before before we go to that, mm-hmm. um, we were I was so wrapped up in in your softening position, you didn't give me a answer on who goes over. Oh. Um, I'm gonna go with Sasha because I just don't think they pulled the trigger on Bianca yet. Okay, I think they eventually will pull the trigger on her. Um, I just don't think it's now. Okay, I. I would love. I would. Pre- I would prefer it to be Bianca going over, um, but I, I. I think you're right. I think that Sasha um, is probably the choice that that they that they're going to make. Um, my concern is when if they're going to make it go with Bianca, when will they do it? Because I really don't, really can't see. Well, she has to learn how to work first. She needs to learn psychology. Uh, I mean, the I, I I've always said like I'm not going to dispute she has a great look and she's got a great body and she is legitimately strong and fast and all these other things, but athleticism and a great look don't make you a good worker. Uh, and quite honestly, I.E. Right, Goldberg or Lex Luger. Um, um, I was going to say him too, but you're correct. Right. Um, right now, she's more in their camp. Um, if you watch. Smackdown this week, uh, she just hit her finish out of nowhere with like kind of a botchy setup to it to finish the match uh, without any real uh, transition in the match. Right. And it, it, and I know a lot of people go, oh, you know, what about an RKO out of nowhere? That's a different thing because her move, you actually have to reverse fireman's carry someone. Right. It's not an out of nowhere type head. of move. It's not. Right. It's not an RKO. It's not a. It's not a super kick. It's not an right. out of nowhere type move. Right. And you know, uh, she just kind of cut Natty off and hit her with her finisher. And um, you know what it really reminds me of is there was a time where, uh, like, leaning up to his first WWE title ring, Cena would do that. Yes, if you remember that, really he clunky. would just. And he would just kind of, you know, All of a get hit the AA on. out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, and that's what it kind of reminds me of. She needs more seasoning. She's not a good worker. Uh, she's not a good, even a decent promo at this point. When they put the microphone in front of her face, I cringe because uh, she's, she's not a talker. Um, and maybe she needs to get her confidence um and not her overconfidence if that makes any sense the character's overconfidence and just be more confident right gotcha okay yeah that's what i, I was trying to say i gotcha mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i think i think that i think you know sasha goes over um i don't think they put the title on bianca before SummerSlam. i'll put uh, it this personally. way I don't I'm I'm not gonna say let me let me correct myself. I'm not saying Sasha goes over. I'm saying that Sasha leaves with the belt. Oh, okay. Because I could very easily see this being the match where they do a screw job finish and you know, she gets the DQ or something like that. Uh, or maybe uh I don't know. I'm 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 just shocked. I was I was I was shocked that Bailey's not on this card at all after the year Bailey had and the run she had, and 
um, every you know, if Bailey's going to appear at all, it's going to be some some connection to to Sasha Banks. Well, they still haven't announced whether or not they're doing another women's battle royal, so there's always that possibility. That's true. Okay, all right. So now back to Lashley and McIntyre. Okay. Um, as I was saying, normally I go against predicting for the people I'm pulling for. However, uh, in this one, I I think Drew gets the belt back. And don't get me wrong, I like Lashley too. I like the Hurt business, um, but I'm a big Drew fan and have been uh, since watching him in some UK stuff. Wasn't a fan of him early on, but got to be a big fan of him during his UK run and uh, his NXT run. And uh, I think he takes the belt back. I think he's their guy right now uh, as far as a baby face goes. I mean, I mean, we, and we said offline, like, I didn't enjoy the beginning of his, of his run as champ as baby face. I just didn't. But I wasn't buying it. Um, it wasn't the gimmick wasn't working. But him going back to the Scottish roots, coming out with the Claymore sword, um, has made him more palatable and more likable as a babyface. But I really just, unfortunately, you know, I think he'd be better as a heel champion. Um, and I think they could have made him a heel champion when they put the belt on him. But um, you can't have two way. heel champions though. The, you got to have a babyface and a heel. Well, I mean, the thing is, Braun, Braun was playing babyface, and so was so was Drew. So, like, they they had two babyface champions. So, like, they could have had Drew be heel. Yeah, I mean, not that anyone thought Braun was going to last as champion. You know, right? I mean, and the thing is, is WWE has always been a babyface territory, right? So they'll have two babyface champions. But it's probably been rare, um, and I would have to go back and look at the history that they ever had two champions at the same time that were heels. Well, did you consider Brock heel when he won the uh, undisputed title? When he won the undisputed title? When, no, when he yeah when he when he when he was champ and Steph made him exclusive to SmackDown. Yes. Did you consider him heel then? Yes, but it didn't last long. Because okay, he was healed then, and then and then Bischoff brought out the big gold and made the Triple right. H champion. Like so I, I didn't say it never happened. I said it was no. I know rare. I'm saying that for yeah. a short period of time, it yeah. did happen. I mean, it was working, like you. But like you said, they flipped Braun. I mean Brock face, and I mean they 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 flipped Brock face, and they okay. So here here here's the thing: they had they actually did it for an extended period of time, then. Right. That was considered kind of a dark time in wrestling because you had Brock as a heel, then Big Show as a heel. Then, yeah, you, had, then you had Big Show uh, lose the belt to Angle, and Angle immediately turned heel. And so between September and March, you had two heel champions. But I think, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I think for a lot of fans, that was kind of a dark time in wrestling because even though there was a lot of good things going on in wrestling, wrestling wasn't nearly as popular in late 2002, early 2003, and there was a lot of bad stuff going on in wrestling at yeah. that time. 
That's true. So, WME, and I think I want to say that he was asked about this, and Bruce Pritchard said that uh, it was kind of an experiment. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So your predictions, McIntyre goes over. Uh, unfortunately, my prediction is the same because I, I mean, I'm pulling for Lashley, and I would be ecstatic if Lashley um, has his WrestleMania moment and leaves as champion. Um, because I don't, and because I, I don't think they'll ever put the belt back on it. Um, and having you know the title for you know three weeks, um, you know, to me is whack. But um, for me. Another reason I predict Drew has to go with my other prediction for the world title too. So, okay. Um, so that is night one. Oh, actually, you know what? Um, well, if anyone's wondering, we are not predict. I, I don't have the matchup for the WWE Women's uh, Tag Team uh, Title Match, so no other prediction for that because yeah, I don't have the matchup unless the matchup has been released and I just didn't see it. Your buddy Dave Meltzer, um, I believe it was, reported they were going to have like an, a four-way elimination match uh, on like one of the pre-shows, and then the winner is of that would face. Right. I just don't. I, I just don't have the teams involved in that. Well, so we know that that, that would happening. be Naomi and Lana, Natalia and Tamina, Tamina, uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And uh, I'm forgetting somebody. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, that that might be all in that match, but I think it ends up being Natalia and Tamina. Um, okay. Going up against them and possibly taking the titles. Well, did um, did they break up? Um, oh, she got pregnant. I mind. Um. Peyton Royce and, and uh, what's her? Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans, right. Yeah. But she's pregnant, so. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Well, that's, yeah. I, you know, that's, that's a solid prediction. Natalia and Tamina probably come out of that. Because they've been pushing them as really wanting the women's tag team titles and. Right. Actually getting a matching gear and stuff like that. And so I could see them doing a run with them. And, and giving Natty her uh, her her grand slam too. Yeah. All right. So night two. Let's start off with KO versus Sami Zayn. Um. This one is is what they call a pick'em. Uh, because I can see arguments for both of them winning. Um. Since I generally predicting against the person I'm pulling for, I'll predict Sami Zayn goes over. Hmm, okay. Um, it's it, it's tough, like you said, because one, we've, we've seen this so many times, and I am looking forward to it because regardless of who goes over, it's likely to be a great match. Um, you know, the, these two have incredible, you know, history and uh, chemistry together. So I don't think we'll be disappointed in what we see from KO and Sami Zayn. Um, it would be nice to see Sammy go over. I just 
think that they are just kind of, they've been whipping boying him um, pretty much ever since he came back. And uh, so I'm going to say KO goes over. Yeah, I, I, I think that's part of the reason I'm predicting Sami Zayn to go over because he actually needs the win. He he does need the win. I agree with you on that. Um, next, then, we've got the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending against who we predict will be Tamina and Natty Nineheart. And I, I'm going to predict Tamina and Natty win. Um to end the experiment that is uh, Baszler and Nia. I'm going to agree with that prediction, except for one caveat. I don't think that's going to end the experiment. Um, I think they're going to continue using those two um, on this comedy, um, you know, our couple tag team, especially with, you know, the addition of Reginald as a foil right now. I just think that they believe more people are enjoying that than probably are. And next match, we've got the United States Championship. Matt Riddle, I'm sorry, Riddle, this is not Matt anymore, Riddle defending against Sheamus. Well, Sheamus won on TV, so I say Riddle wins on the pay-per-view. That's I hate when they do formula. that because it makes it so predictable. Yep, but that's what I'm going to say. Uh, and I, I agree. Um, I don't think they're going to drop have Matt drop the belt um, so fast. Granted, they did do that with Ricochet when he had, when he was U.S. champ, but um, I think they're going to have Riddle hold on to it for a little bit longer. The only reason that I would think they were going to have him. Uh, that I would, they'd have Riddle lose it as if they were bringing Keith Lee back to win the U.S. title. And who knows what's going on with his status? Yeah, yeah, but that's the only way I would see it happening. Okay. Um, next, we've got the Fiend versus Randy Orton. Got to go with the Fiend in this one because Randy's won pretty much every other encounter they've had up until now. Uh, so I think the Fiend kind of has to win if you're going to keep any type of steam in the Fiend. Okay. Um, I mean, Randy throw. did just burn the man alive. He's got to get his revenge somehow. This is true. Um, I have heard a rumor. Um, I don't know who reported it. I don't think it was, I don't think it was your buddy Meltzer, but I did see a, uh, a rumor or maybe it was just someone fan theorizing that the burnt fiend uh, is actually Bo Dallas. And we, you know, may be seeing some uh, swerviness with this fiend versus Orton. And maybe, you know, we're going to see some, uh, some double fiend, double fiend vision potentially. Um, and maybe see a return of, of Bo. Well, I've always thought they should do something with the Rotunda brothers together. And they should definitely do more with Bo Dallas. Um, if they're going to do something like that, they spent an awful lot of money to do that. 
Yeah, because you've been sitting back and catering for all we know for so long. Well, the the the, the no, I'm talking about the mask. The new mask for the fiend was really expensive. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So, I don't know. I I got to go with the fiend going over though. Okay. What I, about I would, you? I'm thinking the fiend goes over because, like you said, Granny has dominated um, the match results. Um, the storyline, obviously, he's come up, you know, short end of the stick and burning and all that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely think the fiend goes over here. It's, it's, it's mania. Uh, it's, it's a spectacle, and the fiend is about presentation and spectacle. So, yeah. I can't, I can't see why they would have him I, lose. I'm, I'm just hoping, hoping whatever match they decide to do with the two of them. They don't make it a video match. Mm. I don't want to see another House of Horrors match. I don't want to see another Fiend Cena thing. Or 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 Sting? Did you? <laughs> you know, because you know Sting had a cinematic match. Right. Don't want to see any of that. You know, I mean, there's been one that I enjoyed and that was it and every other one they've done has just been terrible okay next we have the intercontinental championship being defended by Big E versus Apollo Crews I think Big E wins um, and I think he wins dominantly for once and walks away instead of because the story has been that he's won but then gets beat down or there's some type of controversy. Um, I think he wins and just kind of uh, wins solidly and walks away from it because I think they've got big plans for Big E. At least I hope they have big plans for Big E. Okay. It's not, not a bad prediction. I'm, I, I, you know I love Big E, and you know I love Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. I am just... After they announced the the stipulation, I guess we'll call it. They already announced just, it. Huh? They've already announced the stipulation. I know. Yeah. I, I, after the announcement of the stipulation, I'm just like, you know, I'm all 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 the all the heat, all the steam behind my interest in this match is just. Went out the door. Well, my my interest in the feud went out the door once Apollo Cruz got the fake accent. So, I see. There's a lot of debate on on the accent because a lot of um, uh, look a, Apollo, a lot of Apollo lot never of had generation. the accent before, and now he has it. Well, see, here's the thing: a lot of first generation Nigerians are telling me that's not. Uh, that that's a authentic first generation Nigerian accent. That that's how a lot of them sound. But he can't they... keep it up. If you listen to him talk long enough, his real accent slips. Well, out. no, but that but that's what they're that's what they're saying. That that what you're hearing is how they sound. Like they'll sound very Nigerian, then they'll sound American, and then they'll sound Nigerian, and they'll sound American. Oh, they, they they're saying that's like that's how they sound. But so, that's not how Apollo Cruz talks. I that's mean, not how he has, like he he he's that's not how shown he that he doesn't have everyday can... person. If you watched, um, what was it called, Breaking Ground, the mm-hmm. the reality show, they had him on there a bunch as himself. 
not as the character. And when he right. was talking, he spoke, you know, I mean, not good English like me, you know, but, you know, with my complete no accent. But he, uh, he spoke like an American. And so it's, it, the accent's fake and it's, and it shows. Well, I don't think considering the aspect's fake, but I think it's clearly obviously not how he speaks normally. We've seen him for years, you know, speaking, um, you know, with, without that accent. So, and, and fake accents don't really get people over. I mean, Kofi wasn't over until he dropped the fake Jamaican thing. You see, I thought Kofi got over beforehand. Um, I he, they, he really, really got over once, you know, they completely dropped it, but. Right, I mean, people were enjoying Kofi. You know, people even enjoyed whole... Kofi, but he wasn't over. Yeah, I just don't. Want, I just don't understand what a Nigerian drum fight is supposed to be like that. Until you beat the man so bad, it sounds like a drum beating. Like, this is just like you know. I just want to. I just want to like get in Vince's face and like, and like this is not what black people ask for. Mm-hmm. Like. Bruh. I, well, let me tell you, white people didn't ask for it either. It's it's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the white person who has Dominic Guerrero or Dominic Mysterio or whatever his name is as his favorite as his favorite wrestler, maybe they that's the type of person that asked for this match. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice the um, other day that Dominic was wearing an Eddie Guerrero shirt? Nobody even made mention of it. I did notice that. I thought that was pretty funny. Because, yeah. you know, you would you would think somebody would slide back into WWE history and be like, you know, that's his biological father. That, that, that's his poppy. Yeah. I mean, that's his poppy. And if you're going to pretend that, that never happened, then stop selling the I'm your poppy shirts on WVShop.com. Oh, they can't stop selling it because then they won't make the money. But it would be nice if someone actually remembered, you know, when that all started, why that all started. Continuity. Yes. Exactly. But, you know, I guess that's too much for us to ask for. Um, next match, the Raw Women's Championship. Asuka defending against Rhea Ripley. Um, I think Asuka retains, but I would really like to see Rhea Ripley win. Um, I really want to see her win. I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, I still think she should have gone over last year uh, because the Charlotte Flair thing really didn't do anything for the women's t- title. But uh, I think uh, I I just don't see them pulling the trigger on her yet, especially since she was Plan B. Um. Wow. I I hope I I'm know, wrong. I know she was. I know she was Plan B. Um, and it it obviously looks and feels rushed because it was. Um, I just I don't know because they don't seem to want to do much with Oscar. Uh, even though she's carried the Raw women's division for pretty much a year now. And, you know, she's she's done what she can amongst the lack of... How good was that match she and Peyton Royce had a couple weeks ago? It was very good. Uh, that's actually the... the I was, I was surprised. Um, like, they haven't... Peyton hasn't been doing a lot. Um, so 
you know, so her chops haven't been really exposed and, and they, they, they did very, very well together. They had much better chemistry than I, I thought they would, you know, style wise. And it was a much more competitive match than I expected. There were a couple of times they actually yes. had me believing the title might change hands. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was the, one of the best matches they've had um, Oscar being in, you know, in quite a while. Not just for Asuka, I thought that was one of the better women's matches I've seen in a while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was definitely the highlight of um, probably the women's division for the past couple months. It it was a very very well done match. I would I personally would prefer Asuka to go over against Ripley, and I would love to see that. But I just have the feeling that that they want to go in a different direction, um, which is, which, you know, to me is a shame because Oscar is, I mean, she's, she's fun. She's entertaining. It's not her fault that, you know, Baszler kicked her tooth out, you know, taking her off TV for a bit. Like, you know, people, yeah. people, people love, people love Oscar, unfortunately because of the, how WWE is and, you know, a non-English speaking star is never going to be, you know, their their top top star. Um it just puts a really tough place for you know for Asuka. Um I mean, well it's also how they presented her since she came up to the main roster. She came up and she was a house of fire and she wins the World Rumble and she beats everybody and then she loses to Charlotte and she was never the same again. Right. And even when she won the women's title for the first time, it wasn't because of anything she did, it was because of Ronda Rousey interfered. Right. Which I always felt tainted that because, uh, you know, you could have accomplished the same result by having her dump them. And then as she's going out, then Rhonda comes out and stops Becky and Charlotte from getting back in or something like that. But right, uh, they basically made it where, oh, you know, Rhonda eliminates the two of them and Oscar by default wins. And... I remember that taking the wind out of my sails that night because as much as I liked Asuka, uh, it was a cheap win. Right. And, you know, the only thing she did impressive during that title reign was she beat Becky Lynch by submission, but then they immediately turned around and put on their emphasis on Becky Lynch uh, and kind of ignored that. Right. And so... And and even and this is something they'll probably surprise you to say, but I was really disappointed in how they treated Asuka when she had her couple matches with Alexa Bliss. Because Asuka is supposed to be the Empress of Tomorrow. She's supposed to be fearless. Right. But she's like scared to death of Alexa Bliss, who she had beaten numerous times before. Yes. Who's half her size, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh and, you know, now she's she says, I'm not scared of Alexa Bliss, but then she gets in the ring with her and she's petrified and loses clean and only keeps the women's title because Randy Orton interfered, you know? So she, you know, so to me, as much as I love Alexa, like it it didn't make sense for Asuka to act that way to me. Oh, I agree. It definitely did not. Asuka should be the one person who's going, I, I don't care about your spookiness. Ooh, I'm Asuka, you know, and, and, and stuck with it. Yeah. 
which is, and I, I completely agree. I'm, that doesn't surprise me at all. I completely agree. Um, and you know, they have, they have mishandled her, um, you know, from, from the jump pretty much, um, since they've called her up to the main roster and it's, it's disappointing. Yeah. I just don't, as much as I say that, I just don't think they're ready to pull the trigger on Rhea Ripley yet. Well, I, and, and I, I can understand that because, you know, like you said, it, it's a plan B. It's, it's a, it's a quick she fix. just debuted. Literally yeah. just debuted. Right. But, I mean, it's not like they haven't done it before. I mean, they, they put Gail Kim, they put the belt on her on, on her debut. But something... that wasn't the plan. True. You know, Kim won because someone else got hurt. Yeah. So. But, I mean, I mean but, you know, Ripley's in this position because of whatever they've got going on with, with Charlotte, so. Well, who uh, allegedly, from official reports, tested positive for COVID. I didn't hear that. Yeah. No. And that's a whole that's a whole circus of what's going on with, with, with her and them. Um and I'm glad they, they freed Andrade. Yes. I was gonna go with uh you know his Japanese return but but yes. Andrade, I'm glad he's free so that he can actually do something. Uh, and they need they need to let um Zelina's husband go to. They need to let Alistair Black go to. They're, they're not doing anything with him. They don't and, need to let him go. They need to do something with him because that guy's a star. Apparently, Vince doesn't think he's a star. Well, it wouldn't be the first time Vince was wrong. Yeah. The so last match we've got is the Universal Championship triple threat match Edge and Daniel Bryan challenging the head of the table, Roman Reigns. You forgot the tribal chief. Tribal Chief, head of the table, your Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. So what I'm going to give you next is not a prediction. It's a spoiler. But, you know, Roman Reigns has been the best thing on SmackDown since his heel turn. Mm -hmm. Hands down, it's not even a question. You and I have talked about this offline numerous times. Never thought I'd say that about Roman Reigns. It just took him turn and heel to do it, which, uh, which if you, if, if, if you recall, predicted. I think it was before the podcast. I'm pretty sure it was. You called me one day on my way home from work and you asked me, how would you turn Roman Reigns heel? And it was yes. when Daniel Bryan came back and I said, I would have him attack Daniel Bryan. I would have him say, people cheered you and booed me. And I'm supposed to be their hero, and I would have him turn heel, and that's what I do. And so now we're getting that feud, not mm-hmm. not the exact same way, but we're getting that feud, and it's good. <clears throat> but here, here's the thing: my my prediction, my spoiler is that Roman goes over. But even okay. though I think he's the best thing on SmackDown, I I think him winning is the worst thing for SmackDown because you think, you think Daniel should get one last run before he, I think, he retires. I think both Daniel and edge both deserve another run before they retire. Um, I don't think it has to be a long run, you know, um, in edge's case, the universal title is the one title he's never won. He's been WWE champion. He's been world champion, but he's never been the universal champion. 
I mean, he, it didn't exist when he right. retired. But he gets that final accolade, that final feather in his cap, that final argument that he's a Hall of Famer. You get that with him, and it's a feel-good moment because even though he's a heel, there are a lot of fans still cheering him for nostalgia's sake. Which the whole the, that whole thing is just well, I, you're I prejudiced against Edge anyway, so no, you can't be objective. I, I I am completely objective, uh-huh. and I thought that turning Edge heel for this was just stupid. Oh, I agree right. with that. that like that the, was the stupid, yeah. and making it. I mean, as as in all the you know, you know, I'm no no Daniel Bryan fan. Um, as much respect I have for him, but making this whole thing a triple threat was it was stupid. Like this is just yeah. bad writing. Um, well, I mean, here's the thing: if you're going to do a triple threat, have a, a face, a heel, and a tweener, and make Edge the tweener, right. where he can be that kind of, for lack of a better term, Steve Austin type character, where the fans are going to cheer him, but he's going to do heelish things. Which, which they, which because, should have been easy because that's what that's Edge when he did. got over. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's what got him over. Edge did. I mean, here's the thing: when Edge wants to be a real heel. Like, when he was a heel in his first title reign, I absolutely hated Edge. Like, I was just like, it was after the Matt Hardy thing, he was the champ. I hated everything about Edge. Mm-hmm. When he became a babyface, and he was like, guess what? I'm still going to cheat. I'm still going to do bad things. I'm still going <clears> to... <throat> and he's really kind of a tweener, but he's getting acknowledged as a babyface. If they did something similar to that, that makes a lot more sense, because then it's going... Because now you've got him going to Roman and going, you know, the odds are against us now. You know, that doesn't make any sense, you know. No, it doesn't. Um, I would have loved to have seen, you know, if I was booking this, Daniel Bryan would have won the title at Fastlane. And then carried it to Mania, and then we would have had the three-way. Mm-hmm. You know? Um so he at least has the, the moment of walking into WrestleMania as champ. Okay. Um, and not, and I know you can say, yeah, he wasn't in WrestleMania as champ before, but he lost the belt in 18 seconds, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but walk in as the, and he held the belt going in against Kofi, but have him go in as the beloved baby face, the person that people actually care about. And, have that moment uh and then if you want to put the belt back on roman do it there um i just think roman goes over because of rumors and innuendo i've heard for plans post mania right so that and and i think drew's gonna win therefore i think roman's gonna win and i think roman's gonna win therefore i think drew's gonna win to keep their keep their balance exactly it's the yin and the yang, yeah, yang and then yin, and yeah. They're gonna get the they get the together, and it's the yin, it's the yang, it's the yin, yeah. Dig it. I can I can dig it. Um, I I I I would not want to see Edge win because I don't think he can hold up. Um, you know. Oh, I think I just, I just wins, don't think physically he, he can hold up. up. No, I, I I think Edge should win, but I think it should be like a a month long reign. Like I don't think he, I wouldn't be surprised if he got hurt 
winning the title, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, his body's breaking down. His Yeah, his neck's supposed to be healthy, but, you know, Edge and I are about the same age, and I've had neck fusion surgery, and I can't imagine. I'm not a world-class athlete, but I couldn't imagine doing the wear and tear and the toll it would take to be a long-running world champion. I mean, he's been injured multiple times, and he's been back a year and two months. Yeah. You know, and we didn't see him from May until Rumble. So, you know, it's obviously, I mean, he's just, like you said, he's just physically, he's not, um, he's not able to carry it. So if they, you know, and I I don't know. I understand putting the feather in his cap. I just think it will be. uh, I say put the feather in his cap. I don't think they'll do it, but I say put the feather in his cap. Just make it a short feather. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my 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 prediction, honestly, is even though I'm rooting for Reigns, I think that they're going to give Daniel Bryan that moment as his send off, um, as his big moment as he completes his final year, and then Roman will take it back in uh, you know a month and two or a month and a half, um, and then he'll hold it for another you know two hundred three hundred day stretch. Um, that that's that that's my my prediction is DB goes over you know that baby face moment for him again, um, but it's tough because I mean if there was going to be a crowd I would definitely say Daniel Bryan wins I can see why where Roman wins, um, well there'll be people there, yeah but I mean I mean you know if there was a normal crowd like mm. you know. I would definitely lean more toward Daniel Bryan, but my I would I'm going to say Daniel Bryan gets gets his last big WrestleMania moment, um, and and becomes Universal Champion, which I, which would be a first for him as well. True. All right. As we transition to the close of the show, I, I want to um, say something before we go. I want to take sure. a minute to just share something personal. Okay. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, and I know I talked to you about this offline, I lost a good friend. And even more than that, a good wrestling friend. Um, And if you've been a wrestling fan as long as I have, or just a a portion of your life similar to mine, that you've been a wrestling fan, you know that's hard to find a good wrestling friend. And uh, Jer Polk uh, passed away from kidney disease. Uh, about a month ago, and he was one of my best wrestling friends, and um, I met him through his brother, Travis, who's going to listen to this podcast, and so, hey, Travis, Um, but Big Trav and I uh, graduated high school together, and we we wrestled together, not in school, but in in Travis's backyard, Uh, and when we started, there were a few other uh, people that that did this their their other brother brian um some other friends of ours luke and mark and these guys and even uh matt privet joined up with them eventually but when we started jer was the youngest and jer also um his health was bad even then and so he couldn't wrestle so we made him the commissioner and he got to be the booker for all the matches uh and i got to be friendly with him and then that summer 
I would call and talk Travis, and I'd start talking to Jaron. I got to the point where I was just calling every day talking to Jaron because he liked talking about wrestling the way I did. You know, talk about the business of it, talk about ideas, talk about plans, talk about, hey, you remember when this happened, or hey, did you ever see this? And, you know, we'd trade tapes back and forth because they had tapes I didn't have. I had tapes they didn't have, and we would trade tapes back and forth. And, uh, you know, that kept up you know, through the years, and even as late as a few years ago, we created our league on my video game, and we split it in half, we did two brands, and he booked one brand, and I booked the other, and we would come up with so much stuff, and uh, then his health got really bad, and he couldn't do it anymore, you know, and uh, he, uh, he told me he wasn't able to do it. I kept it up for a while on my own. And I always had this thing in the back of my mind that one day he and I were going to start doing this again. Uh, but then in the end, whenever I'd message him and text him or message him on Facebook, his wife, Lisa, would always uh, say, you know, hey, he's not doing real good. I'll give him your message, you know. And so I didn't even get to talk to him at the end. Uh, but uh, something really cool happened. Jer. Uh, did a lot of internet writing about wrestling in a local promotion in uh, the Charlotte area where Jared's from. Uh, he he used to write a lot for them. And so they actually uh, brought his whole family out uh, and they did a 10-bell salute for him. Um, I just thought that was really cool, you know. Uh, Very cool. It's, uh, you know, and... And, you know, it, it's something he was deserving of, you know. Uh, and so I just want to say, uh, Jer, I love you. I miss you. Um, to the brothers, they always told me I was an honorary part of their family. So to my honorary brothers, Travis and Brian, uh, love you guys too. Um, can't imagine what you're going through. Uh, but I just want to take a moment and honor Jer. In, in the way that I had that was possible. Thank you so much for, for sharing that cold heart. Not cold in this moment, however. And there's uh, that's the best way to, to close out this show. Uh, so I am your host, Rocky Mr. Magic. And on behalf of my tag team partner, the Cold Heart JT, we want to thank you for listening to Breaking Ring Rust. And we could not do this podcast alone, not without you who continue to support us. Uh, and so please continue to rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice. Please forget it for the month of April. Consider reviewing us on Podchaser, podchaser.com as 25 cents is donated to Meals on Wheels for every review left and another 25 cents is donated for every review that we reply to. We are also able to be found on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, and more. And if you can't find us, let us know at Jeek nation at gmail.com or message us on Facebook or Twitter at Jeek nation. And until next time, oh! 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 Oh!